All You Need to Know, the NDTV Profit Podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and thanks for listening in. This is the Daily Morning Update from NDTV Profit and I'm Alex Matthew. Over the course of the next few minutes, we'll tell you everything that you need to know to start your day ahead of the curve. Now, general elections are just around the corner and Prime Minister Narendra Modi has made a big statement ahead of that key event. During a discussion on the motion of thanks to the President's address in the Lok Sabha yesterday, Prime Minister Modi said that the National Democratic Alliance would cross the 400-seat mark in the upcoming elections and his party, the BJP, would get 370. Turning to other big news, the resetting of rate cut expectations in the US is sending ripples across markets. Overnight, data showed that the Institute for Supply Management's services gauge hit a four-month high while the prices picked up. That's based on a Bloomberg report. That pushed treasuries to their biggest two-day loss in months as the latest data reinforced statements by the Fed chair and other officials that interest rate cuts are unlikely to begin before May. The Atlanta Fed's Rafael Bostich has said that the central bank's long-term estimate for U.S. unemployment rate has fallen significantly in light of evidence of a tighter labor market in recent years, while Chicago Fed's Austin Goolsbee reiterated that he'd like to see more favorable inflation data, but he refrained from explicitly ruling out a potential rate cut in March. Turning to news from back home, the National Company Law Tribunal will hear a petition from Z Entertainment Enterprises regarding the recently terminated merger with the Indian subsidiary of Sony Group. Last month, Sony terminated the $10 billion merger, remember, of its Indian arm with Z Enterprises, saying that Z did not meet the conditions precedent, among them financial management and recovery of dues from the related party. In other news, US-based asset management firm Vanguard has cut Ola's valuation to below $2 billion in what is its third consecutive downmark. Vanguard holds less than 1% of ENI Technologies, which is the owner of the ride-hailing company. And according to the Securities and Exchange Commission filing, which was accessed by NDTV Profit. To be clear, these markdowns have only been made in the internal books of Vanguard. Now, interesting news from the automotive space. South Korean automaker Hyundai is looking to raise at least $3 billion through an initial public offering later this year in the Indian market. That's based on a PTI report that quoted unnamed sources. Hyundai Motor India, which is the second largest car maker in India after Maruti Suzuki, is likely to dilute as much as 15 to 20% stake to raise funds in the range of 3.3 to $5.6 billion. Lastly, one headline from overseas stood out. China is tightening trading restrictions on domestic institutional investors as well as some offshore units as authorities fight to stem the rout in stocks that has lasted over a year. Officials imposed caps on some brokerages cross-border total return swaps with clients, limiting a channel that can be used by China-based investors to short Hong Kong stocks. At the same time, some Chinese brokers that use the channel to main, uh, to buy mainland shares uh, for their offshore units were told not to reduce their positions. That's a Bloomberg report. In international markets, I told you about bond yields already. Uh, the tenure now at 4.17% in the US. And US stocks declined with the Dow dropping about 0.7% and the S&P 500 and the NASDAQ losing 03 
and 0.2% respectively. In the Asia-Pacific region, all three early rises have started in the red. And with that, it's over to Neeraj Shah for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning Neeraj, how are we looking today? Good morning, Alex. So, well, it seems that uh, there is uh, a lot of grey in the sky for the markets. So, one, that the global markets are not doing all that well. Two, our markets have eroded from higher levels two days on a trot now. And that is something that will worry investors. I mean, from technical parlance, people say that Nifty seems to have formed a double top formation. The only respite is that the steep correction seems unlikely. Uh, and the political confidence uh, expressed by Prime Minister Modi yesterday may add to the luster. But you have to admit that it is now starting to get discounted in commentary, in beliefs. I'm not saying that it will not get counted into flows, but almost every investor that you speak now seems to suggest that this is a given and therefore not something that they are really paying too much of uh, attention to. Uh, that now seems to have been a given. And the PSU saw the first break yesterday, uh, Alex, in that we saw the starting points of a corrective move happening in a bunch of PSUs from the, from the highs that they have made. And God knows some of it was necessary or is necessary. And therefore it remains a pocket to monitor today. Does it still see some buying after the kind of move that we saw yesterday across the board? I think that is a key thing to watch out for. Uh, banks are okay. There are almost consensus buys, especially the private banks, just that they are not quite moving the needle. And therefore, uh, there is a, a fighting chance that we may be sideways to marginally off in the session today. But it's a busy day for specific stocks. And that's what that's what I'll stick to. Uh, let's uh, first figure out the key movers. So from the large caps, I think Bharti Airtel was one key one that uh, delivered a very robust set of numbers relative to estimates or even otherwise. So you look at the kind of revenue numbers that the stock has or that the business has delivered in the quarter, uh, almost in line and at a 2.3% uptick, but more importantly, uh, EBITDA at 19.814 also in line and the net profit at 2.876 was above the Bloomberg estimate of 2.596, essentially a 37% uptick there. So in line with numbers, uh, couldn't blame the company too much for either way. I mean, uh, decent numbers put that out there. And I think brokerages that I read seem to have been constructive on, on Bharti Airtel's numbers. I mean, at least the city note, uh, that we, uh, saw, uh, seem to believe that Bharti's reported a solid performance, uh, with the 3.3 and 3.7% quarter on quarter growth, which beat the estimates, uh, and well ahead of Geo's growth numbers as well. In fact, the note goes on to say that over the last 10 years, Bharti's India mobile revenues have grown at 4.2% CQGR, which outpaces Geo's 3.5% CQGR. So let's see if Bharti has a bit of a reaction in today's session or not. Tata can, uh, actually, let me take a short in first because it's a good set of numbers too. Uh, revenues were up 6.6%, but margins expanded 475 basis points as a result of which a net profit uptick of 73%, really strong show put up by Ashok Leland. Some smaller names like Responsive Industries had a very strong margin performance, 24.9% versus 13.7%. Even though the revenues were flat, uh, maybe may react, Ask Automotive. Revenues up, margins expanded 163 basis points as a result of which the net profit was up 71% as well. Small stock like Triveni Turbine had a decent quarter too, I think. Uh, margins 
um, in line with estimates, but more importantly, a net profit uptick of 30%. So that one could do well. GTND, fabulous performance, revenues up 8%, margin, net profit up uh, at 49 crores versus 4.7 crores because margins expanded 560 basis points to 11.5 versus 5.9%. So these are a few good numbers. Um, there were a lot more. I'm just shortening the list. What didn't do well? Tata Chemicals stands out. Revenues down 10%. Uh, margins narrowed by to to 14.5 versus 22.2%. As a result of which, PAT was down 54%. Very likely, the stock will see a bit of a reaction, though it was already down and the shorts built up in the system on that one. So please keep that in mind. Um, there was um, weakness in paradeep phosphates. Revenues down 41%. PAT down 40%. Margins expanded a little bit to 10.9 versus 8.5 but overall seems to be a disappointing set of numbers sue and pharma had a weak quarter too uh, revenues were down 40 percent margins narrowed to 29.6 versus 41.5 percent so not the best of numbers for sue and pharma either that one too would see a bit of a contraction um there was uh there was decent numbers by Prince Pipes. While revenues were down 12%, they did well on the margin front as a result of which stabilized the net profit. And BSE had a good, strong, solid quarter. So that is something to be kept in mind as well. Just before we wrap, just before I hand it back to you, actually, uh, some stocks in which there is news flow. Alex, IEX, the Jan total volume was up 26%. Let's see if there's a bit of a reaction there. JFS has denied being in talks to acquire the Paytm wallet. And uh, Adani Total Gas and Inox India have entered into a mutual support agreement. Could it mean significant for Inox India remains to be seen. And from amongst the listings, PLSE services debuts today. So that's to be watched out for was subscribed 162 times. So that is very interesting. Well, just watch out. Uh, multiple companies joining the chorus for manufacturing in India. Whirlpool uh, Executive VP, CFO and President of Asia Whirlpool Corporation mentioned that Whirlpool's long-term outlook for growth and margins are in high single digits, making India a very attractive place to operate in. The Hyundai CEO ahead of the mega IPO has also stated that they want to increase the India business and for the world to much higher levels from where it is right now. So good notes uh, at a point of time when uh, we're hearing good notes on political and policy continuity more importantly. With this, it's back to you, Alex. Thanks, Neeraj. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day.